Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. We want to thank Factor for sponsoring Play Retro. Factor delivers delicious, fresh, never-frozen meals, that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off your first box. A hangover is never pretty. But a squirrel with a hangover, that's just obscene. Conquer's bad for a day. Rated M for mature. Oh, man. M for mature. For mature. M for... Much mature. Too bad there's none of us here. Nope. You'll get no maturity here. I'm Scott Johnson, by the way, one of the co-hosts of this here show called Play Retro. And I always think Nintendo when thinking about dirty innuendos and dirty talk from a small, stupid squirrel. You'd you'd think they uh, really were uh, worried about that blood in Mortal Kombat. You know what? That was just a distraction. Conquer Mm -hmm. is how they finally destroy our children. Oh, is that what they were doing? Yeah. Uh, mission accomplished, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. And I think the early 3D low-poly sunflower with the huge chest balloons is flirting with me. No, no. She's talk- She's just talking to the drunk squirrel behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Must avert eyes from cute little fluffy tail bouncing up and down, up and down, up uh. and... Oh, it's just too adulty. Okay, maybe just another little peek. Oh, my. <laughs> Did you see? So I played only a portion of it, but the commercial that came from, it's like legit. I'm shocked it aired. I can't believe it was on TV. Yeah, it's adult as hell. Like we were going through a weird phase here in the the gaming industry in you know the the late nineties or the two early two thousands. Excuse me, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, very early two thousands. So the thing about it though is it's not the game. They show this girl in a hotel room slinking around and stretching all over the place in her tiny, tiny little panties. And she's going see the commercial. Did you play the commercial? I just heard the audio. Yeah. So the, I didn't play it for the audience, but I played the audio for the commercial and the whole first part of it is her going, Oh, I met him at a thing and talking about all this debauchery. The hotel room they're in is disgusting. It's covered in booze and looks like drug paraphernalia and whatever. Oh my God. And you hear this puking, farting squirt sounds that are just the squirrel in the other room. Trying to get over his bad fur day. And then they show some gameplay. And then at the end, I can't remember. Oh, and then at the end, 
she looks like she's scratching his stomach, but you don't know at first because the way the oh, camera's angled, it looks like something else God. is going on. So then they cut over and it's like, oh, she's just scratching the stomach. And I went, really, Nintendo? What are you doing? Right. Nintendo tried to put themselves as far away from this as they could, didn't they, though? But the Rare didn't care. He, no. that's, that's what Rare does. Rare don't care. Mm-hmm. Rare that's don't what, that's, care. That was their slogan for a long time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about uh, Conquer and uh, Bad Fur Day, but also other stuff that led up to it. Um, and Technically, we've already talked about a game in uh, one of mm-hmm. our episodes that featured we Conquer, did. that being Diddy Kong Racing. But we're going to talk about that strange little bit of origin uh, story and mm-hmm. how we wouldn't know what a dirty little bastard he was until he got his own yeah. game. Yeah. So how that's all dirty, coming up. How did this little dirty squirrel get here? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. With his nuts and everything, you know, and in, in the windows. In the meantime, I played something this week that I think old school Diablo 1 and 2 fans are going to like. <laughs> so I want to recommend it because it's modern yes. in that it's a new game. It's still right. an alpha too, so and it's free. So this is like a no-brainer just to try it out. Um, but it harkens back to so much cool retro goodness that I have to recommend it. So if you like Diablo 1 and 2 and sort of the aesthetic of those you know, pre-rendered sprite walking, uh, advent, you know, action RPGs. And you like uh, Vampire Survivors and other new games that are a little bit like that new, newish game came out last year, Vampire Survivors. If you like that <laughs> gameplay, well, that's what they've done. There's this game called Halls of Torment. And it's those things mushed Halls together. Halls of Torment. Yes, Halls of Torment. Oh. And okay. you take basically, although <laughs> that art always looks like another M to me. So it looks like Halls of Tonment, but whatever. <laughs> Or Tomant. Anyway, it's uh, the graphic uh, the graphic look of Diablo. I'd even say Diablo 1 more than 2. And the, kind of that kind of music. When you pick up health potions, it's that bloop sound. You got like yes. money that flops out of stuff. A lot of the creatures are very reminiscent of early Diablo stuff. And it's purposely kind of crusty looking, like low res. Oh, yeah. And it's super fun. It's only an alpha. It's free to play. They got more they're adding down the road. But already, I think this is really freaking fun. So I'm going to recommend it because it's free and it's a blast. How much is it? It's oh, it's free, you said. Okay. Totally free. Say, was Won't cost totally you a dime. Free. Now, by the time they're done, like this thing will probably go through some period of early access, end up in beta, then in full release. And the full release might be five bucks or something. Right, I w- right, right. I would gladly pay these guys for the final price of the game. No problem. I'll give them five bucks right now. Yeah. Damn. My only complaint is it runs on Steam Deck, but it does not have cloud sharing yet. So oh. there's kind of no point if you're going to go back and forth. But anyway, again, it is called Halls of Torment, available on Steam. Brian, what do well, you been are we up to? Get, wait, wait, but when are we going to get to? Uh, when are we going to get to those f- first real games that are like that? The uh, the Diablo one and two. We're going to talk about that. I'm uh, we that, really but, should Diablo one yeah. in particular. In fact, Diablo uh, four uh, closed beta starts Friday. Okay. Oh, uh, what? What? For like two days, you have to pre you have to pre order the game, and then they'll they'll let you oh. in early. So you can play that. You can play up to level 20. Um, when the game comes out in June, they'll wipe it, obviously. But they'll right. also be open beta after this. And everybody can try it at that point. This is just for pre-orders, I believe. Oh, and also if you went to KFC and got a double down, they gave you a beta key access. <laughs> you That's, mean if you're still alive. If you're still after alive. After going to KFC and getting your double down. Yeah. If you ate Satan's uh, Satan's sandwich and survived Satan's, it, then yeah, you're in. Yeah. Anyway, Satan's double butthole. I think that might be like sometime early June. We should do okay. a Diablo retrospective for sure. Ooh, so so tune in early June, yeah. a Diablo retrospective. Let's do it. Yes. Diablo one, Diablo two. It. We'll talk about its origins, where it came, where it is, all that stuff. 
I think right. that'll be exciting. Brian, you made a 3D printed uh, Conquer. Why did you do this? To I yourself? made two of these. It's not just any Conquers. It's the King Conquer. That's right. Uh, Conquer the Squirrel has, has has beaten his nemesis from the from the N64 game. Uh, Conquer's bad fur day, and he has taken the crown. And on one side is the one that Audra, my special significant other, painted for me. And then I have on the right-hand side an unpainted resin that has been primed and ready to go. And somebody lucky today in the chat room will be getting their pick, uh, whether they want the one that's painted or if they want to paint their own. But mm, Conquer's mm, Conquer's making out with himself. He's, he's, He's the only person he loves. He's a little drunk on milk. (laughs) <laughs> what are you gonna do he does that was his thing in the game right he drinks milk and it's to him it's alcohol yeah the, yeah the, he, there's there's a lot of stuff in in conquer uh about uh the the uh the drinking and but yeah they they put milk in there i think she did a really nice job you're gonna have her paint more of your minis yeah she surprised me for this because it's my birthday week and she i was like i was like oh i was like i printed this conquer i said i want to paint one of them i said for uh for the show and uh, told her the show was yesterday, which, of course, we end up having to push. But pushed, uh, yeah. she was pretty excited. And then I just came home and she was like, here you go. And I was like, what? You, you that looks it. great. She did. Hats yeah. off. Tell her I'm tell her I approve, which means nothing. Yeah. Tell her that. And if you've never painted any type of small miniature stuff. Oh, oh, boy. There are so many people. There are so many people out there right now, probably listening right now with a shelf full of unpainted miniatures because everybody orders their big bag of miniatures and goes, I'm going to paint some miniatures for my D&D games. I can't wait. And then they get them in, they paint like one or two, and they go, oh, this is hard. Dude, it's so much work. (laughs) I have mad respect for people that have like huge 40K armies and they've hand-painted everything. Yes. You people, you guys are rock stars. I think you're amazing. I want to yes. be like you, but I don't have that patience. I just don't have it. I yeah, wish I did. You, like I said, it's it's a it's an amazing skill. And man, she's got her light uh, when she has her light and her magnifying glass and everything. She's got the little tiny little little. The brushes are just so small. Yeah, nothing and, but respect. Uh, nothing but respect. It, yeah. I just wish it was easier. Yeah. Because that stuff is not easy. It is a time. Right, right. I'm more of an airbrush guy. So I started airbrushing some stuff last night for because I I like to do the primer stuff and I can airbrush and and, you know make some make some nice little uh make some nice ready to paint stuff. I love airbrushing. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? And I actually haven't had this right here. So Brian, I've never told you this story. I've said this on other shows, maybe. See the screwdriver here? Is it a sonic screwdriver? No, it's just a boring average like what is this this is a phillips on phillips, one side that phillips anyway it's yeah, one of those ones with the where the switches little bit it moves right? over now yeah. here's the story back when i was working on i had a broken compressor for an airbrush in high school yes and i was working on it with a very similar screwdriver and then i got bored later <gasps> and here's what happened i was laying on the floor it's hot in the middle of summer ac was right. broken or whatever my dad refused to get proper ac i think our house had uh was it a swamp cooler? It sucked. Right, Hated right. Thing. Anyway, so I'm just burning up, laying on the floor. Again, I'm like 15, 16. I'm not the smartest, you know, piece of chalk on the board. And um, <laughs> the sharpest piece of chalk on the board. <laughs> and I'm laying down on the on the carpet, and I take this pit, this bit oh that looks like this. Oh my god! And I yeah. le- I stick it in my nostril. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I slowly let it. I just kind of relax all my muscles, <laughs> and I let it sink I up into my what sinuses. This will do. Yeah, 
<laughs> then it got stuck up in there for a while, and there was almost a moment oh where we had to go God. to the ER, but uh, we ended up getting it out. And I still Isn't don't. That, I love I love the ramp up to the panic because mm. that's always how it is when you do stupid shit when you're a kid. Yep. it's like it's like oh, I'm just gonna do this. Oh, yeah, it's no big deal. I can get that out. Oh, God, I can't get it out. No. What's going to happen? It's a horrible feeling. I mean, they're going to have to put, cut my nose off. Oh, my God. Oh, I got it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it comes out. But I got, <laughs> I got, um, I swear I don't breathe right through that nostril still. Oh, right, hilarious. Right nostril you're, so you're kind of like weird. that episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer sticks the crayon in his. Yeah, in except his it made him really smart, right? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that the deal? I think it was. I think it was the deal. I think it made him real smart. I've been watching The Simpsons again, by the way. Totally off topic, but no, since nothing wrong with that. Old school binging it is fun. I like watching the only in yeah. the only way. Unless you're going to watch the early seasons of The Simpsons, if you get into the later seasons, everybody's going. I hate the Simpsons. They're wrong, though. There's you know plenty what? of good stuff in there. They're wrong when they say they're, that. They're not wrong in the fact there is a higher ratio of crap than it used to be. However. If you just Google search really quick, you'll find a top five episodes that people have rated each season. The first three to five episodes are usually pretty good. If you watch the first three, you've got solid Simpsons every season. I watched last season's entirely and I loved it all. I don't know what's wrong with everybody. People are insane. I think it's a great time. You got to do what you got to do. But with the airbrush, I think I need to paint us a uh, I worked at, at I lived at Myrtle Beach for a little while when I was young, yeah. and I lived with my one of my, my best friend at the time, and he was an airbrush artist, and he let me play with the airbrush, and I did a little bit of airbrushing myself. Yeah. Uh, and we he, we used to paint all those neon-colored uh, shirts and stuff. Man, I think it's time to do a play retro neon shirt once I get my— uh, Oh, we should do my, it. Yeah, once I get my airbrush set up. You should uh, do it, completed. dude. That's great. Yeah. Old school, I'll paint me and Scott— like in her face, like this, play retro. You'd be awesome. You know what I like about Brown? Let's see. Bronwyn in the chat. What's that? He made a big admission here, and I'd like to share it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Bronwyn, what'd you do, Bronwyn? He says, okay, call me a hipster, but I stopped watching The Simpsons when they went off the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that that's is classic. that's hardcore, dude. Hardcore. That is that is hard. That was actually before they got good. So that's awesome. That's really just like nope. I see where they're going with this. I'm impressed with what you've yeah. done. All right, now this. Shall we play? We're gonna play a game, and that game. Well, there's a couple of them, but we're gonna talk mostly about this little character from Rare, one of the most revered uh, developers of all time. All right, mm-hmm. past past uh, hands a couple and, times. And lovers of Nintendo from the SNES to the N sixty four era, at least until they got bought up by Microsoft, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they read the whole era with Nintendo. Some of the coolest stuff in the history of games happened during their yes. watch. And I have nothing but love in my heart for most things rare, including uh, Sea of Thieves, which is currently really rad. Um, that's a very cool game, and that's a rare software cool. development. That's it is strictly and on, it's the Xbox. on the Xbox. And uh, is it still on the Xbox Game Pass? Yeah, thing? it's Xbox Game yeah. Pass. Uh, it'll be on Game Pass forever because they own them now. So, oh yeah, it's, it's right, 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 right. That should on never. It's leave. a fun game. But you may remember if you go back in time, you may remember that in 1997 this happened. <laughs> even hear this right now and say well wait a minute that's very familiar you guys talked about uh diddy kong racing back in the day and we did yeah, some we did. episodes well, ago. what episode was that like uh, 20 episodes ago or so? something we, like we that like that. half half our time ago mm-hmm. and uh we mentioned it then but we're going to really get into this today uh it featured it was basically kind of like rare all-star racing they should have called it even though yeah. you know diddy kong was the nintendo property but they had all these these rare exclusive characters 
and one of them's this Conquer character that nobody knew shit about. Yeah, there were several characters. There was those Conquer character, the the Banjo Kazooie. Basically, Nintendo said, "Hey, uh, the, the company that we own like forty nine percent of, and, and is like a true second party developer or whatever." Yeah, uh, they they said, "Hey, um, uh, won't you do something?" And they said, "Okay." And they took everything they had and it, just anything that was in development. Yep. <laughs> Any assets they could find and said, let's throw this in here and, and get some buzz about some of these Yeah, characters. and don't forget, we're talking about the devs who brought us uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo this, yeah. uh, Donkey Kong Country, a um, handful of other things, Conquer's, Conquer games, obviously, but then, um, you know, Goldeneye. Freaking Goldeneye, man. Yeah. Like, Rare if, was... If you don't know the... Yeah. If you don't know those two stories we just talked about, the uh, the Donkey Kong Country is an amazing story, as well as the uh, the Golden Eye, which we did here on the show. Yeah, we did talk about that. So yeah, so I guess I I just think it's important that everybody just remember how revered the children friendly lineup of all things rare. Did you print that? What is where'd you get I that? Did. That's I a did. logo. This the I, rare logo. Look at you. It is little. I printed this in my FDM printer. There earlier, I printed out the. Uh, I still gotta get a finish uh, putting in place. I gotta glue it down and everything. Uh, but yes, nice little rare rare logo. Uh, I love their logo from this time. It was just it was just so simple and beautiful, and just I thought it was a lot of fun. So a lot of. What do they do now? Do they have stuff. a logo now that they use? Uh, I guess it's probably still the same. I would assume, but I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. I mean, I've been doing going back and researching companies that were you know huge during the. Retro age, but uh, let's do that. That's a good question. What, what are they doing okay. right now? They're they have a website. They're still in the UK. We are rare an yeah. Xbox game studio. We are explorers, creators, magic makers. Yep. We forge new paths. Blah blah blah. That logo is new and different looking a little bit. It's got that. It's, it looks like they stopped when. Uh, remember when we used to emboss everything? The logos embossing for for websites and stuff. Yeah. It looks like that. So it's like this. Uh, this this gold and blue but it's got that embossing on it they went back to rare instead of you know the rare wear thing they were doing there for a while yeah uh so yeah as they're still there they're just they're they're still rare right yeah they're still so, rare yeah absolutely they're rare now um, they completely owned by microsoft because i yes. know yes that they are 100 percent of microsoft ex- okay. uh, studio now so right there's some okay so there's a couple of things going on where they've had to like split IPs because the Xbox Xbox Game Pass has a somewhat uprezzed version of the original GoldenEye, and the Switch also has a version of GoldenEye. And there's some differences between right. the two. These are recent developments. Um, so you might say, well, wait, why does one get the well with the James Bond license? It's weird, and people have certain yeah. ownership. So it's not. There's a lot of legal mumbo jumbo in there, but um, rare for the most part. Like they don't. I don't think they own Conquer now. Pretty sure right. Nintendo owns all that IP. So if, if Nintendo was ever going to revive this Conquer business or, right. or Banjo-Kazooie, well, no. See, there's another think- one. Banjo-Kazooie is actually a Microsoft IP now because they've made yeah. Banjo-Kazooie games under the Microsoft name. Yes, yes. So I guess I don't know yeah. which ones are... I, I, I think from what I saw, I believe... Once again, we only had a week, and man, I thought I thought we were taking it easy this week. I was like, hey, we're just going to do Conker's Bad Friday. That's going to be real simple. We got a short week. We'll, we'll hit it and quit it. No. <laughs> it was like, it just kept... The whole keep just kept getting deeper and freaking deeper and i didn't get to research everything i wanted to but i do believe conquer is in microsoft's hands just like banjo really I, I i believe that is correct okay if that's true then i you know everybody begging for years that they would do a, a return to conquer somehow 
Right. Maybe that's still possible. I don't know. It's it, but it, the better question is: Can we? Sure, but should should we? Can, we? Could, right. Could could we? We were we were kind of going through from a more. We were we were this we were countercultureing with with Conquer because even like this first game we're about to talk about uh, was was cutesy yeah uh, and we were we were all our three D platformers were being uh, pushed by Mario sixty four and we everybody was just like okay we got to cookie cutter this thing and then we'll figure out how to make it unique later yeah and they just all cookie cuttered it made a little bit of different game change plays but they all kept with the cutesy bits of it. And but then things changed. Yeah. So, keep in mind, if you want to play the cleanest version of Conquer, then Diddy right. Kong Racing is your jam. Okay. But we live in a time now where you can get hentai on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> so I don't know if there's any room for counterculture. Can you? I didn't know that. To, to is that, that true? Degree. Is that true? Do they have what like I, for what I read this past week? Because that was one of the things people were saying. Why can't they bring it out on the Nintendo? And they're like, you got all kinds of other crazy stuff on there. I got some hentai and everything else. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, okay. But that was rumor. That's rumor scuttlebutt, right? What well, let me look words? right here. Um, okay, so I have a list. Would you like to hear the right. list? Yeah, give me a list. Uh, here give the me the 10, adultness on the Nintendo Switch. Here are the 10 best sexy uh, Switch games, according to... What is this website? Uh, ricedigital.co.uk. Here's what they say. A game right. called Gun Gun Pixies. Oh, I've actually seen that before, I believe. No idea what that is. It's a 3D platformer of some sort. It's a girl in a dorm. Uh, it's all you know, scantily clad, everything. Here's another one. Morio Crystal H, which sounds like a drug on the street. That sounds like a porn parody if I ever heard of one. What was it again? Morio? Morio Crystal H. How did the they name. even get away with that Morio? I don't know. It's really it's weird. A me. It's a, a Morio. Me, a Morio. <laughs> um, it says here, Morio Crystal H is a game where you can rub Satan's belly until he likes you more. Oh, um, my God. If that's not enough that to sell is... you on this game, then you get this huge soundtrack, uh, big varied cast, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, it also is enjoy, joy, joyously enthusiastic about its own lewdness, but it backs okay. it up with a sense of fun with rock-solid RPG mechanics. So they actually say it's a good game. Yeah. But these people are naked. By, by um, the way, if you haven't... Okay, so we do have some listeners who sometimes listen with their kids and that kind of stuff. Just let you know, if you don't know anything about Conker's Bad Fur Day, it's very adultish. So we may be talking about... Oh, yeah, about warning. We're talking about more some More adultish themes today, so... Yeah, yeah. just so just you know. That's warning. good to know. Uh, poison... <laughs> Satan's uh, belly. Here's one called Prison Princess, which is a... Uh, 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 that's a game. You can play that there. Yeah. Prison uh, Princess. Yeah. I saw that, that in the 70s with all that was on... It was a movie, I think. Yeah. And uh, Waifu Uncovered is another. These are all oh, yeah, games. Waifu. These are all games you can get on the Switch. Although Steam has it beat. Steam has you know sex with Hitler and all kinds of weird stuff. Right now, not to say there wasn't a lot of adult content on Nintendo systems. You could get adult content on it, NES, SNES, any of that stuff. But those were all not approved by Nintendo. Those were all black market things. Now they got them actually in the store. Yeah, now you can just buy them legit-wise, right. which is a weird thing for Nintendo. Weird. But at the time, Nintendo was so clamped down, I was surprised that what came later with Conker's Bad Fur Day was even allowed. Before you right. get to that, though, you would have had to hear this on a tiny handheld. <laughs> Right, wake up, little squirrel. It's time for some high pitched NES quality sound. NES, right, some um, top down. Top down, uh, what would you call it? What, what genre uh, are we in? Just adventure? 
Yeah, ad- adventure, top-down adventure, action adventure, because uh, you, you do could use your slingshot here. A lot of the things they were planning for the first iteration of Conquer, which was not going to be bad for a day, by the way, uh, was tied into this little this little mobile well, it wasn't really mobile game, mobile little, game. Uh, handheld game. Handheld That's game, sure. There you go. Yeah. So um, I mean, you still had set some crossover with the story that was going to be in the full release that was going to originally going to be for the SNES, I believe, but then ended up on the N sixty four. But I played a little bit of this, and it's all right. There it's was okay. two different yeah. versions of this. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say I played it as well. It's a uh, yeah. it's a uh, uh, what's the word? It's a capable. Yeah. game of its one of kind. These. Yeah. I would you <laughs> know a- I will I will give it extra points. I think it's one of the more graphically impressive games on the Game Boy Color. Yes. Surprise me. It really is. More animation than I'm used to, more color depth it felt like. Um I don't know. Right. It just felt like a you know, and I don't know. Inter- like you're introduced new- to what we would have gotten, which is I I find fascinating. If you've never played this and you're a big fan of Conquer's Bad for a Day, it, it'd probably be worth a visit to look at Conquer's Pocket Tales. From 1999, uh, you could have played this on the uh, Game Boy Color or the Game Boy because the cart was dual mode or something similar to that. I'm not sure exact terminology. Uh, and there was some difference in the gameplay in the story a little bit, probably because of limitations on the original uh, Game Boy. Mm, uh, but wow. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's kind of a good look at, uh, at Conker and his girlfriend, Barry, in a totally different light because uh, in Bad Fur Day... He's try, he's trying to kind of you know uh, get back to his girlfriend uh, because he's been drunk and he's trying to you know he's trying not to let on that he's smashed and everything else. But so here, her name you know, is I'm sorry, it's Barry. Like the like you go pick some berries, like blueberries. R- right, right. Okay. And and conquer is a form of nut. Right, there yeah. is a conquer nut, yep. and that's what that's what the squirrel is. Is named after. Yeah. Plus, he conquers things. It's, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. Later on, he becomes a conqueror in Bad Fur Day, which I don't think was part of the whole story from the beginning. But no. Uh, yeah, like I said, I enjoyed this. You know, you're, you got it. You're, you're the, the, the the evil acorn. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he stole your, uh, your, your presence. I think either it was for a party. I think it was for the birthday party. And you have to retrieve these presents by uh, exploring uh, a map and avoiding uh, things like Venus flytraps that shoot uh, missile that uh, shoot like fireballs at you. And you have to you can you got a ground you got a ground pound where you can like you can double jump and pound mm-hmm. down on stuff. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed this already. You had a slingshot. That's what you're collecting those acorns for. Yeah, it's an okay uh, game. The conquers. I agree. Yeah, I think it's not. It's actually worth your time if you're going to go emulate it. And don't forget, his girlfriend's name is Barry. It's Barry. <laughs> Barry. And okay. this one's you can get loose priced. And you will, you'll, you'll, you'll maybe think later, it's like, well, what I don't care about the loose price on the Conqueror's Pocket Tales is because when you find out how rare Conqueror's Bad Fur Day is, you'll appreciate the $19.99 uh, price charting price for the loose version of Conqueror's Pocket Tales. Yeah, that's a little higher than I expected. I would have thought it would be less. But yeah, so that's that's not too bad for a Game Boy Color game that has dual mode where you can play it in either a regular Game Boy or a, a Game Boy Color. So it is pretty fun. It's 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 good. It's not it's not bad. How about that? Yeah, it's not a great like. I can't believe no. I never played this before. It's the greatest game ever no. made. We're not saying that, but it's <laughs> the you know. the most the most notable thing is the fact that you're playing Conquer as a 
non-conqueror what you usually think of. He's just a he's still conqueror, but he's just you know a little more laid back and not maybe a young conqueror before he got buried and started drinking. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's that's yeah. when uh, we all we all should look back on those days <laughs> with less regret. A you young know? a young fresh faced conqueror. Well, speaking of which, let's play a bit of this. This is some dialogue from Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. Well, there I am. Conquer the king. King of all the land. Who'd have thought that? <laughs> but how did I come to this? I hear you say. And who were those strange fellows that surround my throne? I hear you also say. Well, it's a long story. Come closer, and I'll tell you. It all started yesterday. And what a day that was. All right. So there's. Well, oh, whoops. Turn there the I am. Repeat it again. That's, that's, um, that's Chris. That's Chris Seaver, the uh, the the guy who eventually took over uh, for Conker's Bad Fur Day. So he voices all the all the male characters except for one. Yeah, and it's not great VO. It's pretty bad. It's but VO. It's VO. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the BO of VO. You know, not yeah. great. You don't want to really smell that guy, but it's there. <laughs> And you just have to sit on the bus and, and hope it gets over soon. Um, it, at first, whatever. it was this very jarring. Era. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you, what are you going to say? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, first, it was very jarring for me because I will make a confession. Before playing Conquer's Bad Fur Day this week, I had told a couple people that I had played it. They're like, you got to play Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I'm like, oh, yeah, I played that. It was it was okay. It was like, I don't know. But yeah. come to find out, I was totally thinking of Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> I wasn't even close. <laughs> I wasn't even close. Well, I never a, played this a, game. It's a rare once. It's a rare 3D third-person platformer, so you're not too right. far off. Like, right? There's never a lot of similarities. It. Yeah. So you I'm never did. This is the first time. No, first okay. time. First time for me. Yes. Played a bit of this back in the day. Don't remember a ton about it. Um, replayed it here this week. Some. Right. I didn't get super far, but it's capable 3D platformer. So those why those guys were known for good 3D platformers in that era for a reason. And yeah. it carries over here. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm a I'm as twelve year old as anybody. All right, I I can laugh at a dumb poop joke or whatever. Literally a poop joke. You the video you chose to play is Conquer throwing toilet paper at the at the big bad boss, the 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 crap monster, basically the Mr. A big poop. Mr. Big Poo. What's yeah, his Mr. name? Big Mr. Poop. Uh, Mr. Ah, <laughs> forgot the name. It's it's something like that. It's like Mr. He anyway. He's a big pile of poo. Uh, rendered to to life in in this rareware 3D game based on uh, a huge poo taken by one of their coworkers at yep. the Rare Studios. Yep. It was so impressive that that Chris Seaver and 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 crew had to put it in the game. They were like, uh, man, that was the biggest poo ever. We should mortalize it forever as a boss in a video game. I can't. I kind of love that as an origin story. <laughs> for a, for a did sequence. you ever see Stimpy's? Uh, Christmas special, the one with Ren and Stimpy. Oh yeah, he has he has the fart. <laughs> yeah. This is totally from that era, you know. That the whole Christmas special, we were so we were just so jaded during this time period. It's like okay, so we've had all the goody goodies yeah. of holiday specials. It's time to bring out the stink farm. Yeah, yeah. We had a bit. We had a moment there. Yeah, we had a moment. Or in this case, a movement. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> as far as game goes, I'm yes. uh, I'm here to say that most of it's just kind of juvenile, the humor and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not, when I say it, you know, I can't really say it doesn't hold up. I can't really say it holds up. I just guess it is what it is. It's just bad, you know, junior high level 
sort of jokes uh, yeah. that that make you kind of go, Ugh. and I can see why parents were freaking out because parents always freak out about stuff. It's mostly the press that did it, you know, that got parents yeah. freaked out because it's not really that gross of a game uh, or that, you know, that shocking or whatever. Right. Um, I understand not letting your five-year-old play it, but if you were 12, it's, you know, you were fine. Yeah, that I think one of the bigger complainers of this was uh, a, a lady, where was it, Ohio or something? I read the story as well. Um, she was she was upset because she bought her son Conker's uh, Bad Fur Day. Uh, it, was, it was labeled with the with the mature on it, but she brought it home and he's playing and she's in another room. She hears all this, you know, sex talk and, uh, you know, she gets upset yeah. And, you know, it, but, you know, at 15 years old, it, you, you know, there's a variation of, of how mature your child is. So you definitely want to, you know, you know what you want to kind of if, if your child is not ready for that stuff, then, you know, certainly be more aware of, of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 I mean, it, even even I'm like blushing at some of this stuff. I'm like, oh, my. Dirty, dirty. Naughty. But I, I, I ended up finding it uh, once I got past all the the crude humor. I was actually having a pretty good time. The game, the 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 game mechanics, in some ways, were more fun to me than uh, Mario. Now, with that being said, Mario sixty four was the first at the gate with the N sixty four. It was the first three D platformer. And this wasn't released until the same year that the GameCube came out. This came out on the N64, so there was a lot to learn by then. Uh, but I found the the gaming to be the gaming moment to moment was actually pretty fun. It's not bad, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one of I those, found, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I, if you can get past. Once again, I played this week. I have my I have my May Flash adapter. If you've never watched me play these N64 games, I usually emulate them on my PC because my Mr. FPGA is not capable of doing that. Uh, but I will do it on my PC, and I use what's called a May Flash uh, N64 adapter. It's a USB adapter that allows me to plug my real N64 controller uh, right into there. And if I had a rumble pack, which I would have appreciated some because this does make use of the rumble pack, um, I got to have a good experience the first night I played this this past week. I didn't have too good of time because I was using my Xbox Series controller. Yeah. And it's a great controller. But something about the way this game was well thought out with how it works with this single thumbstick on this deal with the C buttons that work as like a right stick. And it just, it, it, it just functioned. It functioned very, to me, I was, I had, I was more, it was more playable than Mario 64. If, oh, if that makes sense, it's and, a, and for, I, you know, I get it. Enough. I get it. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing people said about Donkey Kong Country, or uh, uh, not Donkey Kong Country. What was the new one? What was the? Was it DK six? Oh. Just Donkey Kong sixty four, I guess. Right, right. Uh, yes. That and Banjo Kazooie. They, they held. They had this this moment where um, up till then, the gold standard is Mario sixty four. Changed everything, and it's true. It did. It changed the way we thought of platformers and. 3D environments and open worlds. And I mean, it, it was truly remarkable at the right. time. But these guys very quickly in the shadow of that made games that were better at what that was trying to do mechanically, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. and helped push the genre even further. So I, I, they deserve all the credit for that. I think yeah. Rare Rare owns that and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, Rare is, Rare is a great place to, from, from I've read the stories I've read, it's a pretty great place to work if you wanted to have complete creative control for the most part. Um, they would pretty much, 
it seems like every interview I've read is like, oh, I was working on team A and, you know, I had interest in team B and, you know, and team, there's, there was competition, right. but not like super unfriendly competition right. because uh, we wouldn't have the Conker's Bad Fur Day, which we're talking about today, which stands out if we hadn't had Banjo-Kazooie because Banjo-Kazooie pretty much stole the thunder from Conker. Uh, because they were being developed. Conquer started first, but it was going in one direction. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie, which we'll have a complete episode eventually on, was still in his RPG Dreams state, which was a totally different game. And they hadn't moved over to Banjo-Kazooie. Right. And so, uh, but all of a sudden, Banjo-Kazooie looked over and said, uh, look at what they're doing over here in Conquer's. We really like this vibe. They took that vibe. And then at one of the E3 shows, uh, people came out and they looked, they said, Hey, Conquer just looks like more Banjo Kazooie because Banjo Kazooie at this point in time had more, you know, mm -hmm. was, was doing better. So Conquer went to the side until they came up with a good idea and said, Rare's really good about this too. I talked about it a little bit earlier that they, they use all the assets they have. So mm -hmm. if they, if they have, if they have something they want to do, they don't like reinvent the wheel necessarily. They may go back and go, Ooh, we got these models, these character models. We don't have to create whole brand new character models. We'll just fit it inside this narrative and we'll make some fun gameplay. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I, I learned a lot about Rare this past week and I, I was totally impressed. And oh, I'm Rare's great, kind of dude. sad that I couldn't have worked at a place like that growing up. I'll be like, oh, that'd been freaking amazing. Oh, no, are you kidding me? That'd be amazing. Hey, you guys hungry? Kind of hungry. Guess what I'm hungry for? Factor Meals. Oh, man. I love these guys so much. I'm not kidding either. Power up for springtime. It's coming. And do it with Factor. They're America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get delicious and nutritious chef-prepared meals. Delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything else on your to-do list. Because if your list is like mine, it's, yeah, it's too much, right? Well, let Factor help you. You can enjoy hassle-free clean eating through Factor. Choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off your first box. Everything I've gotten from Factor was awesome. The convenience is one thing, right? But sometimes you trade convenience for quality. That isn't happening here. Their food is amazing, and I've enjoyed everything that I've heated up in like three minutes. <laughs> Sometimes as low as two minutes. It depends on your microwave. Mine's kind of not uh, reliable. It doesn't matter. Factor always comes out uh, tasting great on the other side. Factor's now actually owned by HelloFresh, so there's something for everybody. Like switching between the brands? Well, now you can enjoy both brands at a discount. Are you too busy to cook? Skip the trip to the grocery store. Skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up, all that. These things are never frozen, always fresh, and ready to eat in two minutes. Want to come back or cut back on the takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, that is 100% true, but meals are ready faster than any kind of restaurant delivery. Again, two minutes. Put the time and money you save toward planning activities for when the weather warms up. All right? That's what I want you to do. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code retro50 at factormeals.com slash retro50 to get 50% off your order.
Um, I'm gonna play. Yeah. I'm gonna play some audio from stuff to just see how how does this stuff sound in 2023. Okay, so here's <laughs> here's some dialogue. You get Congo. It's about talking. Uh oh. Great mighty Pooh, and I'm going to throw my shit at you. A huge <laughs> supply of tish comes from my chocolate starfish. How about some statue, little twat? <laughs> oh, UK humor at it, it is best. That was Chris Marlowe who did that. He he does pretty freaking amazing there. That was he oh, did the Great man. Mighty Pooh. That's. The great and mighty poo. Yeah. Yeah. Operatic poo. That's just because it's so large. It's just, oh. Yeah. It's just, it's. That's now a I family won't say favorite. It's brilliant. Play that song around but, the campfire at home, everybody. And uh, it is, oh man, it. they referred it to the starfish. They were, you know, they just start throwing all this. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been told this would have totally been my jam back in 2001, except for the fact I was just a, probably just like two or three years too old. For this to hit just right. I, yeah, you know, I wasn't yeah. quite, if I had been like 15 or 16, oh my God, this would have destroyed me. I would have loved every second of it. And I saw it plenty of times at the Blockbuster Rentals. You yeah, know, it would have felt like real contraband. Like you, I'm not yeah. allowed to watch this and play oh this. God. And here I am playing it. But by the time this comes out, you and I are a little older and we're like, I don't know. We're adults anyway. Right. I'm changing kids' diapers by this point almost. And so, you know, that's not quite as, as funny. You know, I'm trying, I'm going to college and, but yeah, I would have, I would have really dug this back in the day. And I've, I've picked it up lots of times. I remember picking it up back in the day at, uh, at the Blockbuster and looking at the cover art and going, oh, you know, because I worked at Blockbuster time. And I remember thinking, looking at the, the graphics in the back and just thinking, oh, this is just one of those 3D platforming games. No, thanks. If, I, if they could have sold me a little bit more or if they could have actually gotten Conker's Bad Fur Day into some more advertising because like uh you you didn't see any advertising in Nintendo Power that's but that's a shame because that was a, that was a huge marketing tool for Nintendo but rare had to publish this thing cuz Nintendo couldn't touch the big mighty poo right <laughs> nope, so they could not they they didn't get that they didn't get that push the yeah. only push they really did have Nintendo did team up with Playboy uh, and oh, tour yeah. Yeah. Uh, this in colleges, uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Um, and I find that fascinating. But yeah, you would not have found this in the, the Nintendo power. No, no way. No, no hell uh, no. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. And you're never, um, you're never going to get like, you know, I mean, there was a, there was a game in what, 05 on the Xbox. Yeah. Conquered live and reloaded on the Xbox. Yes. But that yes. was just a remaster of the original game, right? That was a remaster of the of the, of the uh, original N sixty four version, and you know it's not a bad way if you if you can if you can find it. It did it did include the uh, the live functionality. There was multiplayer in the original too. This the models uh, look had, way better too. Like yeah, the, that poo creature, the the conquer himself. They're they're way more like rendered. Right. Yeah, they look. This good. This is only like what four years later, but mm-hmm. rare. Yeah, so that's that's pretty freaking it awesome. Feels like a thousand it, years later, doesn't it? If Feels like a thousand years later, <laughs> but so it was weird. just just a minute later. That's so weird. That's one year before this freaking Wii at this point. 
Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a, it's which a is also deal. weird. Okay, so just to go back, we're talking about 2001. Although you have written down here Terminator 2 and The Matrix. Those, 99 for The Matrix, 98 for oh. Saving Private Ryan, and 92 for Terminator <laughs> 2. So well, the reason why those are posted in there, because I wouldn't forget them, uh, Saving Private Ryan, Terminator 2, and The Matrix all had hilarious. And if you didn't at least, if you don't do anything, but just go watch the cutscenes. Those movies are oh, all parodied, parodied. in okay. this game in uh, in in uh, segments. Matter of fact, the first thing you do is a Terminator 2 type fight where you have to fight uh, you have to fight basically the, the Terminator. And is but he, he's uh, what is he exactly? He's a big giant jumping springy thing with a big giant button on the back of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you got to do it with the pitchfork. You got to you don't do it with you. Yeah. I, I, I don't actually do it. You jump on the pitchfork, yeah. and you use him. Boy, all that sounds wrong now that I'm trying to say it. Conquer's bad fur day. Just yeah, put me just in place. bringing you into that place. I get it. Right, yeah. right. But uh, yeah, if you didn't, the Saving Private Ryan scenes are freaking phenomenal, and they actually leads into some of the multiplayer stuff where they you've got to fight against these uh, these bears. Do you know what the story is behind Conquer? Like what your in game story is. No, well, other than other not. than the game starts out with you as the king and all these people are around you, all these other right. animals are like your minions now, but you don't, I don't think it, yeah. I mean, you got to play the game to figure out where it all goes, and I did not finish right. it. Right, so basically, Conquer has conquered uh, something, he's the king now, and he's re- recounting his bad fur day, and you're you're playing this bad fur day, so uh, the, the current king, who is a, a, a large cat, is uh is is upset because he spilt his milk and because his side table didn't have a leg and then he has this he has this uh do you want to hear he him i have audio of that bad, guy here. oh yeah yeah, yeah here he is right here this. check him out i have a job for you so basically it's a dude talking and then they put in a little growly uh thing yeah. in the underneath I'm assuming it's Chris Seaver because, like I said, he voiced all the male parts. Uh, he, um, and so I'm <laughs> assuming that's what happened. But anyway, yeah, the the large cat. Uh, he he calls in his minions, and which is oh, there's so many stereotypes. It's it's totally hilarious. I won't want to spoil too much of it. But essentially, he's missing a leg on one of his tables, and he sends his minion out to uh, get conquer because the leg that's missing is the height of a red squirrel. A small red squirrel. So that's what he wants the red squirrel for. Got it. And he just messes with Conquer on the wrong day, and things get topsy turvy. And that's his bad fur day. And that's his bad fur days. There's a there's a kidnapping of his girlfriend, and you know you just kind of go from there. But I I really enjoyed the environmental puzzles, the the collecting. A lot of the things were 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 challenging, but not overly difficult. Usually rewarded with some kind of crazy next part of the story and you know some stupid dialogue that's just just terrible but you know what awesome i would love though i would love to go back i would i don't think i want to play the n64 one because there i me and the n64 we have a complicated relationship right because on the one hand you provided me with some of the, my favorite games of all time mario 64 zelda Bacarina of time like some of the you know all, uh golden eye these are some of my favorite things ever Right. But looking at it, it looks like ass. I just there's yeah. no other way to put it. Only thing that looks worse are PS1 games from the same era. 
It's just ugly <laughs> as sin. It was an important uh, uh, required step along the path to get where we are today, but it was an right. ugly f- period. It's like VR today. We're going to, we think VR is like the end all be all. We're 10 years away from where it'll be like all make yeah. sense. Right now we're right. in this N64 era. And so I'm just saying like, it's hard for me to go back and play that stuff. However, if you say there's an Xbox 360 version of Conquer Live and Reloaded remastered, that I think I could go play. That's still close enough where I feel like I wouldn't be looking at, you know. I think you would I think you would enjoy it much more. Plus the controls are a lot better. And if you don't just if you don't happen to have a freaking N64 with USB adapter, it'd be very difficult. So yeah. And plus, if you wanted to play it on the real N64, I'm not sure if you still have your N64 or not, but if you want to play it, the loose price of this game because they only what sold like 500,000 copies. It was probably even less than that. It wasn't a lot in comparison to a lot of other N64 games. Yeah. And these things are expensive, even in, even in the loose price. If you have one laying around, uh, hold on to it if you love it. And if not, you know, now what do the they time go for? What can, what can someone get? For uh, I think price charting has it listed at just starting at shit value, uh, at like 200 or so dollars. Jeez. I believe, I'm really? Yeah. So if you yeah, have so, a crusty, crusty ass old one, whether it worked or not, you're going to get 200 bucks. Right. For that. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like around, I think one seventy two fifty is the low end. Uh, that was not too long ago. Cart only tested. So I'm seeing one for 200. Damn. Yeah, and it just and if you want uh, if you want the box only, you can get that for one hundred twenty three dollars. Just the box, just, just the box. You want just the manual? That's about forty five bucks. Uh, complete price is about three hundred dollars. So you know, uh, you might as well spend the extra hundred dollars if you're already in for two. I wonder if my friend price. who had the game where I borrowed his cartridge, I wonder if he still has it. I could say, hey, right. uh, you, you know, if you just need to get rid of that, I got hey, this you retro don't, show. You don't need that. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> I'll take care of that for you. Let's see if I can make a little cash. Uh, right. That's interesting. It's um, someone in the chat and Dice Tomato says that the mechanics uh, that they changed in the Reloaded remake aren't great, and the game is crazy censored. That's interesting. Oh yeah, I did. I did read that. Some of the things are censored because even just from the because it's because it went from obscure N sixty four game yeah. that was Nintendo was it a, was it, was it a weird place too because they were getting ready to launch their GameCube at this point. Um, why not? Because they were already thinking that they wanted to, they were starting to, you know, bringing in Mortal Kombat stuff, even though it was toned down violets. They realized that the more mature audiences were they were going towards for at least a little while. Yeah. Then lead into the GameCube. What a strange so, little moment for them. Yeah. For, for Nintendo. Very strange. Yeah. I remember when I saw the GameCube, I was like, what? Yeah. Nintendo's making me a game console? Because up until the N64, I mean, up until the, uh, until the GameCube, I didn't own, I didn't go out and purchase Hi, Nintendo I'm device. Louise, Whoa. and I... Sorry, I don't know why that person's talking. You, you, I don't know, but I, I received Nintendo devices. Uh, I had people who had, had tired of their Nintendo devices and inherited them, but I had never purchased any. And you're, talk, you're looking at uh, O'Connor right now. She's doing that little interview. That was, yeah, that was, that's some of the footage of the, the remaster, right? Uh, some of it is, and some of it looks like the original, but it's like... Oh, no, I know what this clip is. This clip is what I was wanting to show you. This is what it was going to be before it turned into uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day. It was just, it was like the Banjo-Kazooie, but with Conker, it was, everything was pretty straight-laced. Well, here's what people should do. Go look for um, the Rare Limited uh, channel has this video called Rare Revealed, a rare look at 12 Tales Conker 64. Uh, that looks really interesting. I want to check that out. Yeah, that was the working title, and I I kind of skimmed through that as well, and I thought it was huh. like I said, I it wouldn't 
it would not be on this show today if I went that route. Yeah. I, I just don't think it had legs that I, way. I get it. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. Um, okay. Along came after that, uh, along came Banjo-Kazooie, which I think is one lot after that. Um, Banjo-Kazooie, I think, is the better. It's still a yeah. better game. Yeah. I mean, no, no offense it, to Conquer fans. I think Conquer's cool, and it does some stuff right, and obviously made a mark, and now the cartridges are crazy right. expensive. There's lots of reasons to throw praise in their direction. But Banjo-Kazooie is a better game. It just is. Absolutely. I, I think so, too. It, it's just... It's, it's just got all these fun game mechanics. Remember, play Banjo Kazooie. He's got the he's got the Kazooie in his in his in his pouch. It allows you to to run him, mm-hmm. you know, and to and to fly a little bit. And it is it's just it's just fun. Do you guys remember that nuts and bolts uh, chat? I guess I'm asking. I guess I'm asking you the nuts and bolts thing they did on the 360. That was a fantastic oh, Banjo Kazooie yeah. game. If you had never played it, still good. Like it got, it has all the open world sort of platformer business, but you also can build like crazy physics based vehicles, and it didn't it didn't sell a ton because I think people are just like, eh, whatever. We know what Banjo Kazooie is. Nothing will beat yeah. the original or whatever. That's legitimately nuts and bolts is legitimately like a fantastic little game. You should yeah. totally play it. Agreed. Uh, also, uh, Conquer Live and Reloaded, we mentioned for the Xbox 360, the remaster yeah. of the original game, and uh, apparently it's censored uh, to haul Helen back. So, yeah, and I'll tell you this Conquer's Bad Fur Day has an excellent soundtrack. Yeah, it does. And I'm super sad that I missed out Robin Beanland, who did the uh, uh, did the music for this. They recently released, I don't know who released it, but I saw that there was a vinyl, which I'm always looking for. Anytime we do any of these old games, it has a good soundtrack. I always start looking for the vinyl. Yeah. And always the same story. I just missed it. And now they're all sold out. They were $50 originally, and now they're all selling on eBay for two and $300. And yeah. every time I'm like, dang it, because it always has this amazing fan art, you know, and sweet vinyl. It's just, oh, it makes me sad every time. So I, I'm just going to start looking for them just ahead of time somehow. I don't know if going in the future or something, call Bill and Ted. Oh yeah. Bill and Ted will help us. Partis. They know what's up. Yeah. They're both Bill and Ted will help <laughs> us. Those guys are great. Uh, well, anyway, there it is. It's conquer and there's a lot to, to, to see there. So go uh, play it if you can. Uh, also, uh, according to the chat room, it's very hard to emulate. So you may run into trouble there, but yeah. if you get the rare replay thing, uh, which right. is still pretty cheap on the Xbox store, it has a ton, well, pretty much every rare game ever made that they could do. Yeah, um, and this is one of them, so you can play it there. Yeah. The N sixty four has a uh, is is a tough one to emulate. Period, because the way way it was configured and set up, it, we'll talk about that one day too. But one last thing about Conquer's Bad Fur Day: the cart was one of those few carts that was one of the bigger carts, and the reason why is because it was getting late in life. We were already fighting against other machines with with uh, you know CDs and DVDs, and so they had to make it really big to put all of this dialogue because oh my god, you can go through. I don't know how much dialogue's in this thick game, but there's a lot. There's a lot of dialogue, game. more than you'd think for that era. Yeah, and it, the fact that it's just three guys working on the game is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But boy, it's bad some of it. Although you know what, this little song, this wasn't bad. <laughs> What is a huge supply of tish? A t- tissue paper. And oh. you started, yeah. And you started out with Birdie, who is the weirdest. Birdie the Scarecrow. This the it's the hard, He's the hardest character to understand. He's a, he's all that. 
I'm there, sir. Yeah. And they, and they, they had something was going on. It was he was named after <laughs> one of the other programmers, nicknamed Beardy. And there's a whole inside joke about uh, Pe- uh, Pepsi Max. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even know that Pepsi Max was a thing in 2001. But oh it, hell or, yeah! But prior to that, yeah. Um, but it was like Pepsi packs or something was <laughs> was like this whole inside joke. There's so many inside jokes. In I'm this glad game. they I'm glad they got to make the dumb game they wanted to make. You yeah, know? watch some documentaries on this thing, man. Go to YouTube. Just look up some Conquerors Bad Fur Day. If you get a chance to emulate it, it's totally worth at least getting a taste of it so you'll know what people are talking about. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's good time. Play the poo monster. Play. Play, play against the, the poo. poo monster. Destroy it. <laughs> All right, time to play Guess My Game, which is a thing where we play a little audio for each other and we try to stump each other and they try to, you try to guess what I brought, I try to guess what you brought. I'm going to oh, start no. today with this one. 1990 is the year. Right. All right. That means 90 years has passed since the year 1900. Right. I'm trying to listen to you right now, but I'm panicking because I just remembered I never wrote down what I played. Okay, oh, go ahead. well, you might hear it and wonder. <laughs> uh, think about that for a second. A guy that was born in the 19, in 1900, the turn of right, the century. Right, 1900. Gotcha. Was okay. 90 by the time this game came out. What? Uh-huh. Think I wonder if he would have played it. Would he have played it? No. I don't think so. Maybe you would have. Um, But here it is. Let's see if you can figure it out. Uh, Oh, the other hint is uh, Genesis. Sega Genesis version of the game. Okay. That's important to note because it is in other places. But anyway, here it is. See if you can. I can relax a little bit, by the way, now because I figured out what I was what I played. Oh, good. Fantastic. Here we go. Okay, some kind of spring. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Oh, weird. Sega Genesis 1990? A 90-year-old guy is playing this. Well, I don't know about that part. doesn't matter. Anybody can play it. And you're going to think like platformer or something, but uh, I will tell you as a free hint today that it is not a platformer. It sounds like some kind of puzzle game. Oh. Well, I will say you're in the neighborhood. 90s puzzle game okay so here comes our three questions right so yep. this, this is the way we play it this now so I, gotta, I get to yep. ask three questions three right? questions yep that's all you get. okay is it uh is are are there any uh characters or are there only shapes um i'm mm. like are they are they human characters or some type of human or animal characters i will like say non okay that's a good way of looking at it non-human non-animal Okay. Oh, we've got someone in the chat who got it. Is there, right? Is it, uh, don't look at him. Uh, is it some kind of, uh, would you call it kind of like a tennis kind of game? Uh, no, I would not call like it tennis. Like in the vein of like Pong type tennis, like table tennis. I would say no to that, yeah. to that question. You have okay. one question left. I have one question remaining. Um, and as a reminder, your first question's answer was, Robbers. you're in the right neighborhood. Right. Oh, it's in the right neighborhood. Okay. Does it have to do with gentrification? No. Um, <laughs> the right neighborhood. Yeah. That's the one. Nicely done. That was pretty good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. 
I definitely feel like it's a, a match three kind of kind of thing or something. Oh or my gosh, you're so in the zone here. Uh, I don't know what it is though. I, I I can imagine I could see like little colorful blocks and stuff bounce. You can just tell from the the audio that's what it sounds like. It's some kind of like puzzly type game. Uh, Ninety uh, Sega Genesis. I'm gonna go with uh. Mr. Pooh's Bean Machine. Let me see. Is is it Mr. Pooh's Bean Machine? Wait, Mr. Pooh's Bean Machine? Incorrect. The answer is Clax. K L A X. Ah, Clax. Clax. Yes, of course, Clax. Yeah, of that was an arcade Klax. game, but it was also on console. And the one I played. Now, is that two X or one X? What is what is one uh, X? I, I believe. Wrong. Okay. Right. K L A X. Yeah. Now. KLAX sounds like a, a coming up on K- KALX eleven forty. KALX. Oh, this almost. Oh, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah, you remember this? You had to stack. Them oh and get three yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It was great. I like Clax a lot. Oh yeah, I played oh, yeah, a ton I of this. it. I forgot about the little icon with the pink hand and the, mm-hmm. and the little gnarly thing. Feels like it should have made a comeback by now, but nobody's making yeah. Clax. I totally forgot about this game. Are those always reminding me of little Pez pieces too? Like. But nice job. Uh, let's see. Skits319 in the chat got it. Nicely done. Oh, no, Skits get it. Good job, Skits. Yeah, well done, Skits. Look at you. Uh, Did right. Skits get it before or after my great guesses? Uh, before your last two questions. So he got it early. He did good. Yeah. Good um, all right. Let's do this. Uh, let's Here's go 1995. with 1995. Okay, uh, you would have found this on your PC or Mac. All right, let's let's check it out. I uh, fixed your door. Oh my lord! It was sticky. Look, I don't want no trouble. Just leave me out of this mess. I don't have anything. Looks like you're out of customers. Yeah, your gang talk off with those those well-dressed gentlemen. So what'll it be, Mac? Where'd everybody head off to? What am I, the cruise director? Maybe they're up on the Lido deck. Oh, <laughs> I think I know this. You don't no questions. It's going to jump straight uh, to it. All right, you know what? I'll use my questions. Um, hold on. You know what might look better on your nose? I know what, what this is. I think. All right, is this a point-and-click adventure? Yes, point and click, baby. Is it? All right, all right. I got uh, your keys, but I don't know nothing. Uh, Lucas Arts. Lucas Arts, yes, baby. Is it? Was it designed by Tim Schafer? Probably, because he did all that stuff back then. That <laughs> oh, would you're asking me questions. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, my third question is. I don't have anything. Actually, that does help me. Is it? Is it Schaefer? Tim Schaefer? Yeah, yeah, it is Tim Schafer. Yeah. All right. I think this is. I'm not going to remember the name. Something. Where'd everybody head off to? Throttle. It's the motorcycle guy. Um, right. Hold on. And Skits has already nailed it in the chat room. So suck that. Skits got it right away on both of us. Skits wins. Is that right then? It's full throttle. Yeah, full throttle. It's it is full yeah. throttle. Oh, yeah, okay. Who, who got it? Skits again? Jeez. Skits again. Cross the top. Other people started getting it too, though. Some kind of genius in skits over yes. there. Yes. All right. I feel pretty good about that. Uh, I knew it must be. It sounded like an adventure game. The question was, was which one gets yeah. all gruff? And I was like, I the motorcycle one. Uh, the one where you got to pull. You got to full throttle it. Oh yeah, full throttle. <laughs> That's the one. 
All right. Nicely done, Tim, uh, Tim Schaefer. You always do well. Welcome. Hey. Look at this. You have found my treasure. I added that part. Try wow. this level now. Yeah, I put a little extra in there. I like it. Oh, I don't know why that played. Anyway, uh, time to do emails and texts and that kind of stuff. Uh, today, we're actually going to play a call that we got at our hotline. Uh, that number is, uh, we'll call it the Frog Pants Hotline. How about that? 801-471-0462. And it yielded this question or this comment about mist and riven. Enjoy. Oh, okay. Hey there, Mr. Scott and Brian Dunaway. This is a call for Play Retro. Um, I listened to your Mist episode, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for covering Mist and Riven. I've got a lot of fond memories about it. Oh, this is the Murd in the chat in the chat uh, pool, by the way. Um, some fun facts: It was possible to die in the game. Uh, I only found out because it required 16 kilobytes of RAM to run the game, and our home PC at the time only had eight, so I couldn't run the QuickTime video and interact with the game at the same time and couldn't click into the final linking book. So again, would get tired and shoot me in the head. A couple other points. Cyan is still going strong, like you guys discovered. They do have a game that they just announced today. Uh, It's getting released on May 18th called Firmament. You can back it on Kickstarter, and it looks awesome. Anyhow, love all the content, and uh, thanks again for covering a long preferred favorite of mine i really enjoyed the episode catch you later firmament 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 um, so i didn't know about firmament, so that was good i to didn't know. either let's see how the firmament game on the kickstarter is doing let's see if it's already ran through how many days do we have left if not uh is fully funded according to there it was last updated march the 8th so just since the last episode it has how much they funding. get What'd they get? Um, let's see. Uh, with a pledge of $1,433,000 plus dollars to right. bring this project with 18,000 plus backers. Nice. That's good. Yes. I like them. So happy to hear that. Yeah. Uh, also, I did not know about that uh, thing at the end there. I had no idea. I didn't. And, and that, I, did, I didn't catch their name. They said they were in the tadpool. Men, it was like menstrual. <laughs> something like that. I, missed, I couldn't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't it. hear it very well, but I do want to say this. So every time this is something I've noticed and, I'm, and this is no shade, but when I play a call on the show, right. I do this on all kinds of shows, the morning show. I play calls on every show. My favorite place to call, to play them is here. And let me tell you why, because Brian is so damn interactive. <laughs> it's like, I want to see a movie with you in a theater to see if you do this there. But while the call's going, it'll just be going like here. I'll do an impression. Let me turn it down a little bit. Okay, so here's 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 my impression. Hey there, Mr. Scott and Brian Dunaway. Oh. This is a oh. call for yeah. retro. Oh, oh yeah, play. Oh, I yeah. listen to your missed episode. <laughs> I love that. I think too that's true. freaking great. It's too true. I love it. I oh, think it's oh, funny, listen. and it's just like you're you are engaged full time. You're right. I am. All you're, the right, you're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny. Anyway, it helps me listen. I don't know why I do it. Nothing wrong with it. it. There's not again, no shade at all. I think it's a fun aspect to your personality. I don't get from other people. Um, Could could put that in my AI program. That's right. Take that AI program. Oh, speaking of which, uh, we also, these weren't AI generated. These are real. We got a couple of texts. This one from someone who says was listening to Monday's show. These also came to the same number, by the way, 801-471-0462. Just wanted to say that missed, or sorry, the missed course for the VR game Walkabout Mini Golf is great and should be picked up by hmm. any missed fans. I didn't know they put that in there. That sounds rad. I didn't either. 
Yeah, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to check that out. Because I have that game on my Quest. I just haven't tried it. Oh, it's supposed I, to be, I have not picked it up yet. Is it I've good? heard nothing but fun things about walkabout okay. golf. I've right. heard nothing but good. So you probably have a Doing blast it. with it. It's supposed to be the best like f- fun you'll have with your friends playing golf ever. Hmm. Which is a low bar for me because I don't like golf. <laughs> I like video game golf. I don't like real golf, but I love video game golf. Right. Real golf costs too much. And takes way too much time and is a sweaty mess on a Saturday. No offense yeah. or shade to anyone who loves it. All right. I'm not saying you shouldn't right. go for it. It's but like a lot of sports, yet. like a lot of sports that I wouldn't play in real life, I love them on video games. So hmm. that sounds like one to me. Uh, Jeff M also wrote in this is Mouse Divided. Oh, that's a good name. Says for Play Retro, I meant to uh, get this in for the missed episode. The numbering system in Riven will always hold a special place in my heart. As a teenager, I knew math and was some uh, was something I enjoyed, and I was able to decipher the number numbering system in Riven fairly easily. Twenty three years later, when I finally decide to get my master's in math, I realized that number system is a base twenty five system, much like the binary is base two. It was fun to look back and apply what I had learned. To something from my childhood, says Jeff. Oh, that is awesome. Look I at you, love math that, whiz. Dude. That's so great. That's yeah. freaking And you great. said, and they thought you would never use math. Yeah, those lying sacks. Yeah. Uh, it's not like you're going to walk around the calculator in your pocket all the time. I guess if you're getting a master's in math, you will definitely use math. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, Jeff, that's a super rad story. Thank you for sharing math. that with us. If you'd like to share one of your stories or thoughts or questions or comments, you can uh, use that number, 801-471-0462. That'll let you do voicemails if you'd like or text if you'd rather. You can also email us at playretroshow at gmail.com. Our next discussion will be our top picks from the PlayStation 1 Classic on PlayStation Plus. Wait, That's on right. PlayStation Plus, that doesn't count. Wait, are, those aren't all on Plus, are they? Or are they? Oh, yes, they are. These PS1 classics are on PlayStation Plus, but you got to get the highest oh, tier, which right, is like $17.99 a month, which I did today. And they just announced some new ones uh, just a couple of hours ago. And not only do they have the Ape Escape already on there, they're also adding Ape Escape 2, some of my favorite games. So guess what? You may be hearing about that, but we've got here's some of the few that's on there. Hot Shots Golf. Uh, the IQ Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, we've talked about that one, Odd World, Abe's Exodus, Resident Evil. We might not talk about all those. We're going to pick our favorites mm-hmm. off the PS Plus because we. I want to I want to explore, and I think, Scott, have you explored all the options for uh, software service? Because I haven't looked at the PS Plus in forever. I have. The it's only downside of this, the, the level you're talking about, the highest level of PlayStation Plus, and they, they all have right. weird names, and I never remember them because there's Plus, there's Plus Extra, there's plus right. premium plus plus like a boss what about like a boss that one the expensive one where you get all these classic games yeah just know going in you and anyone listening they're streamed these are not installed on your machine they're not being emulated right. in real time you're playing these on a stream which so, is kind of like Ant Stream, which we'll probably talk about eventually. Some of you guys may be familiar with that. It's also a streaming service. But the good news is you can, don't have to have a PS4, even though I do. And I'm going to do it on my PS4. I'm going to do it on my PC as well. Yeah, you can do it in a few places. PlayStation <laughs> uh, 5, I had this for a while. I got rid of it because it just it didn't. The, the top tier just didn't give me enough. Yeah, I think the middle tier is a good value, but the top tier is just a little weird. I'm trying to get into the head of some of these, how other people are retro gaming, because I'll admit I've I've gotten snobbish. Yeah, you're snobbish. (laughs) Yeah, my my retro gaming is like, well, if I can't play it 
on my Mr. FPG. I just don't want to play it. Yeah. It's so not I, need, for me. I need to knock myself down a couple of notches and go, let's see what else is out there. Sure. I keep hearing the yeah. Series X is a really, really great and easy to, to configure uh, retro machine. I, I, I actually did that uh, yeah. this past year. I yeah. need to do that, I think. I, it I wasn't love, too bad. The hardest part was getting the developer's license. Bullcrap. Doing that's a pain. Yeah, it is a pain. You're not wrong about that. Well, anyway, that's uh, coming up. That'll be next week. And, um, you know, we want to hear your opinions. What do you like in that collection of the PlayStation 1 pl- Classic? And uh, do you still play your PlayStation Classic? Do you plug it in? Do you, do you, hit, st- do you hit start? You mm. know, do you do that? Did you hack it like we did? Because yeah, we hacked ours. I hacked mine. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the hacking around it as well. Anyway, that'll be next week. Uh, big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash play retro where you help support this show so it can continue to be a show. It don't exist without your help, for real. We need Mm -hmm. you over there. So go over there now, patreon.com slash playretro, and throw us a little cash. That would be nice of you. Thank you. And everyone who already has, you're awesome as well. We didn't get a new one this week, which tells me one of you out there's got an itchy trigger finger. You just need to pull it. Pull it! Do it. Pull it! All right. That's going to do it for us. Big thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Go play something retro. We'll see you next week. The show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. I have a job for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.